What's going on, Far Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars in 10. So how's everyone doing this Tuesday? I hope all is good on your side of the galaxy. Nothing really new happening out here on the Outer Rim. Well, I guess one thing. Today is the final part of this story. So that means the next episode will be the giveaway. And that episode will be coming out tomorrow morning. So you have the rest of today to get your emails in or join the Sway family. That's the only two ways that you can enter into this giveaway. We need ideas for the next story we should cover. They have to be Penguin Random House audio books. So you could just email us your ideas or tell us if you like the new format of the show or not, good or bad. If you don't like it, just tell us. We are open to all criticism and it won't disqualify you from the giveaway. All giveaway winners are selected before emails are ever even read. So you are safe to express your honest opinion because we are giving away some really good stuff. We have $2,000 vouchers to Amazon, two $500 vouchers to Legos.com. Then there's $200 vouchers to Saber Forge and two Audible Premium Plus subscriptions for a year. So you have until tonight at midnight Central Standard Time. This is just our way of saying thank you to all of our listeners for standing with us and supporting us even when things seem down. We couldn't have done this without you. Plus, I'll give out some recommendations of some books, short films, and other stuff. And we read some of your emails on the show. It's just a whole lot of fun. Okay, now that we got through all that, we need to get back to the story. Because when we left off yesterday, Xana had just beaten Bane and taken the mantle of Mast. Or did she? Cognis wasn't all that sure. So let's hear what's happening now. But first, we gotta drop the intro. What role do you have? You are now tuned in to a Star Wars show, so just sit back and be ready to she shook her blonde head from side to side and the motion seemed to restore some sense of her equilibrium. Standing straight and tall, she turned and fixed the Itochi with a cold stare. Knowing how insane her words would sound, Cognus hesitated before asking, Lord Bane? Bane is gone, the woman replied, her voice confident and strong. I am Darth Xana, Dark Lord of the Sith, and your new master. The Iktochi dropped to one knee, folding her hands in supplication and bowing her head. Forgive me, master. What is your name? Xana demanded. I am Darth Cognus. She had almost answered the Huntress, but she managed to catch her mistake just in time. Bane had me take the name to symbolize my new life as a Sith apprentice. Then your training has already begun, Zan replied. Did he explain the rule of two that guides our order? He started to, but there was no time for any real lessons before you arrived, she admitted. I will teach you the rule of two and the ways of the Sith, Zana promised. In time, I will teach you everything. Rise, Cognus, she added and the Iktochi did as she was instructed. Xana turned away from her and walked over to pick up her lightsaber from where it had fallen to the ground. Eventually, you will construct your own lightsaber, Xana said, speaking but not turning to look back at her. For now, take Darth Bane's. Cognus scooped the curved hilt of Bane's lightsaber up from the ground, unfazed by the gruesome severed limb resting only a few centimeters away. Bane reinvented the Sith, Xana explained. Standing with her back to her new apprentice as she stared out across the vast, empty expanse of the Ambrian Desert. We are his legacy, and though he is gone, his legacy will endure. Now I am the master, and you are my chosen successor. One day you will face me, just as I faced Bane, and only one of us will survive. This is the way of our order, 
An individual may die, but the Sith are eternal. Yes, Master, Cognus answered. She couldn't help but notice that, as she was speaking, Xana was continually clenching and unclenching the fingers of her left hand. We love bringing you more Star Wars, and it is because of our partners that we can do this week after week. So we invite you to be one of those partners. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help us keep this going. Your support will give us the ability to create future episodes, as well as provide you with the best sounding show on your playlist. And to express our appreciation, we will give you a shout out on our mid-series show that we do in the middle of every book. You will also be automatically entered in all future giveaways. All you have to do is go to the show notes and click that listener support link. Now let's get back to the show. Said Hearth was too smart to go back to his estate on Nelhutter. If Xana had survived the destruction of the stone prison, it was only a matter of time until she went there to look for him, and he had no desire to ever run into her again. Luckily, Set had built his life on the underlying principle that he might have to go on the run at any time. He had other mansions on other worlds, from Nar Shadda all the way to Coruscant itself and at least a dozen false identities he could assume if he didn't want to be found. He wasn't worried about Xana, not when he had something far more interesting right in front of him. He was sitting cross-legged on the floor of the shuttle he had stolen from the stone prison, Andedu's holocron resting on a small table a few meters away. All his attention was focused on the small holographic figure being projected from the Black Pyramid's top. It will take years for you to learn the lessons I must teach you. The gatekeeper warned him, its skeletal features serious and grim. You must prove yourself worthy before I reveal the ritual of essence transfer to you. Of course, master, he said, nodding eagerly. I understand. He had chafed under the tutelage of Master Ova and the Jedi. He had felt serious reservations about serving as an apprentice under Xana, but Set was more than willing to do whatever the gatekeeper required of him. For one thing, he knew he only had to answer to the gatekeeper when the holocron was active. Unlike a living master, Set was the one who would decide where and when he would begin each lesson. More important, however, the holocron was offering him something he actually wanted. Xana had tried to tempt him with promises of power and the chance to destroy the Jedi and rule the galaxy. But Set already had more than enough power to get what he needed from life. Plus, you're charming, smart, and handsome. What more could anyone ask for? The last thing he wanted was to rule the galaxy. Let the Jedi and Sith wage their endless war. The outcome made no difference to him. He was a survivor. All he wanted was to live a long and prosperous life. And if he learned the secrets of essence transfer, his life would be very long indeed. He would have to be careful, of course. Never draw too much attention to himself. Try not to cross paths with the Jedi or powerful people like Xana. No problem. Basically, just do what you're already doing. That, and guard the Holocron as if his life, his long, long life, depended on it. Are you ready to begin your first lesson? You have no idea, Master. Set replied with a wry grin. You have absolutely no idea. Okay, now there's some things that I want to discuss. 
One being, did Bane complete the essence transfer? The way that Xana is talking like she won the battle, but she is clenching her left hand like Bane did to hide his tremors. This is an age old debate. Did Bane win and just play like he was Xana to keep future apprentices from catching on? Some have said that he lived all the way up to Palpatine and Palpatine was really Bane. But I would like to point out that Bane's force ghost was in the Clone Wars. He was talking to Yoda. So we know at some point he had to have died. But it also said that if a person failed at the essence transfer, the spirit would be lost in the void forever. So if he failed at taking over Xana, there could have been no force ghost for Yoda to talk to. So this confirms that Xana is Darth Bane. And at some point, Bane falls in battle. Or at least when Palpatine kills Plagueis in his sleep. Bane died at this point. If he was asleep or he was drunk as the novel Darth Plagueis says, he would not be able to perform the essence transfer. Plus every successor to Bane follows the rule of two, probably because they were all Bane, except for Palpatine. He had Dooku, Dooku had Ventress, and then he had Savage, and then Darth Vader had all the Inquisitors. So there was multiple Sith. He didn't follow the rule of two. Then it jumps to Sith, and he has found a new master, one that he could turn on and off. He has Darth Undeadu's holocron, and he will be able to learn Essence Transfer at some point. And that's where the story comes to an end. Join us tomorrow for the season finale and giveaway. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars in 10. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Keen Eye Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.